0: here in the break room it is evan schumard here with your boy charles carter the third here for episode number 25 there's been a lot going on here in this week a lot of nfl news with the final 53 man rosters being put into place this week a lot of practice squads coming to fruition today so we're gonna go ahead and give y'all the latest on the nfl to start off the show first things first cam newton like, he was one of the Tragic. bigger storylines we saw. And he got cut by the Patriots. Was that a surprise to you?
1: Man, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, okay, so I was, yeah, when it first happened, like, I hit you. I had I was like, bro, I can't even, what? Because he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything to lose the position to me. Like, everything he was doing, he was like, he was performing well in the preseason. But actually, uh, I heard it on, I forgot what show I was watching, um, Marcus Spears, that spoke, he said something about it. He said, can't do anything to lose his position, but he didn't do anything to separate himself either. I like, I thought that was so well put, because I'm like, well, yeah, like, he didn't, he didn't stand, he didn't look like a, a former MVP. He looked like a... Quarterback competing for a job, you know, like like he didn't do anything to lose, but he didn't do anything to necessarily win either. And but when we we talked about, it, I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before that, I was like, well, I feel like if it, if it gets really close, like if it's not anybody, if Cam's not so far ahead, then I feel like we're going, go, going to go to Mac Jones anyway, just because well he's a younger quarterback, you know, he's going to be the future, uh-huh. and Cam was just a short time short term answer, so. I mean, I guess that kind of came to play out anyway.
0: A lot of what I've been seeing, people are really starting to think that it's more off-the-field related than on-the-field. So what do you think – what percentage do you think was on-the-field versus off-the-field? Ooh. um,
1: If I was to put it in percentage, mm, let's go – I can go 80-20. I can go 80-20. I didn't really think – I don't follow the Patriots foot and foot, you know, but from what I did see, it wasn't necessarily anything too crazy. You know, Cam was very – he was—he performed me. I don't say performed. He behaved like a franchise quite a bit. He didn't really have any super or something that would bring just a public eye to the Patriots like, oh, Cam's doing this. You never heard anything like that. It was just like
0: I, – I would disagree. I feel like his uh... – his stance on COVID and the vaccine caused a lot of attention to the Patriots.
1: I did not think about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I
0: know Bill Belichick is one of those guys where if you're not putting the team first, then he doesn't want to associate with you. Mm. Cam, I feel like, has been very Cam-centric recently and not focused on the New England Patriots, which I feel like after the performance that we saw from Mac Jones in the preseason, he was PFF highest-graded rookie quarterback. He, he earned the job, like you said, on, on field. I think a lot of it came from off field. I would say... I would go probably about 60-40, off the field 60, mm-hmm. on the field 40. Oh,
1: so you think it was all, co- for the most part, like COVID-related or, t- or the mentality of putting team first and mm-hmm. himself first?
0: Yeah, because like you said, he didn't play horrible. He didn't play bad enough to where you have to cut him and just mm-hmm. don't want him on the roster at all. Because I'm sure that Cam Newton, even if he, let's say, was a backup, which would he be willing to accept that role to begin with? Mm-hmm. And then... The knowledge, if he, let's say he was willing to accept the role, the knowledge that he could give Mac Jones, I feel like it's very valuable. You would want that for your rookie quarterback to learn from a former MVP. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's got to be more to it than just he wasn't meeting the standards on the football field. Yeah. And
1: so, I mean, I'm talking to some buddies of mine, talking to some friends, just listening to them. It was like, well, did Cam really even fit the Patriots? Well, of course not. No, he doesn't fit the style of play. You came from Tom Brady, a pure pocket passer to Cam Newton, a true dual threat. You know, I mean, the style of play doesn't line up at all. And would you go as far like with other quarterbacks that we see? It never made sense to me when you get a quarterback, like when you get a quarterback and his backup doesn't play like him. Like you get two different styles of quarterbacks. That doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, there was two different offenses when you know Cam was on the field and then versus Mac Jones. When
1: exactly, the field and yeah. that doesn't line up. I'm pretty sure they would come more comfortable with Mac Jones because that's kind of what Tom Brady was. And so does it. His removal from the team, or him just being cut, it's it almost made me think about uh, Carmelo Anthony, right? His exile from the league, and they were saying, "Oh, can Carmelo accept being uh, coming off the bench?" And but he came out and said, "Nobody even asked him." You know, so I mean, granted, we don't have these reports on what the meeting was like when he got cut, or what they said to him in the meeting room, or what his thoughts on it were. Um, the only thing that kind of comes to mind was that uh, I am an athlete. Uh, show when he said, that there aren't thirty-two quarterbacks better than me." Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's and, that's been going around yeah, all week. And so, so like, man.
1: right? And so, well, we take that statement. It's like, well, okay, he's not going to be okay with being a backup. I'm I'm, I'm the kind of guy I want to get it from the horse's mouth. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Let let him say it to me, and then I could. I could react on that you know what I mean then I can go off of that but taking it from a show I get it I, I get it You want, if you want an immediate answer but I'm pretty sure Cam wants to play football mm-hmm. and then he's kind of I want to say he's not being blackballed intentionally but the season's about to start it's right around the corner you know I mean you're going to go somewhere start for a team and not know the playbook you know that's
0: yeah, it's def- I feel like every team right now at this point is like, all right, we have our quarterback. that Exactly. We're, uh, maybe not for the future, but at least for this season, everybody's got the guy that they're going to try to rock <laughs> with. So the, the the timing of his release is, is poor. I it's it's
1: terrible. Mean. It's terrible. And so what do you see Cam really doing? It's either at, at this point in time, it's either be a backup of the Patriots or be nowhere. Because that's why I didn't, I didn't really get – that's why I blew my mind so much, really, because the timing was poor. I mean, I get that the style of quarterback that you have doesn't really match because they kept Ryan Hoyer. I'm like, okay, him and Mac Jones, I see that makes sense. That combination makes sense. And so it just seemed like just a bad situation because when he's on the losing end of it. Do you think
0: he will be starting at any point during this season? No, no. Unless somebody gets injured. I mean, ruling out injury, no. I think it's going to take him a couple weeks to at least get signed. Something's going to have to happen. Exactly. Exactly. I hope it's not an injury because, you know, you, n- never, you never hope wanted, for that. Yeah. But I think Cam—I do not think there's 32 quarterbacks that are better than Cam. I agree with him on that sense. But looking at it from the Patriots' perspective, and more specifically Bill Belichick, he wanted to start Tom Brady earlier than when he could, but they had Drew Bledsoe on a $100 million contract. Bill Belichick didn't want to make that mistake again twice. So I feel like he was like, all right, I wanted to start Brady earlier back in, like, the 2000, uh, 2001. Mm-hmm. So— I have Mac Jones now. I'm not going to make that same mistake twice. Unfortunately, Cam is just on the wrong end of these things. Yeah. I, I feel like, like uh, I hate to repeat myself here, but I feel like it's just mostly about his off the field antics and mm. him being very Cam centric is what I like to call it.
1: Okay. Really? Cause I mean, and kind of going off of that, like, so what would be next for Cam? Right. I'm not really sure the best situation I could see for Cam. Well, what could have been for Cam, it really would have been the bears. Like, now they have Andy Dalton. They have well not Andy Dalton, but I'm Justin about, Fields. There we go. You got Justin Fields. Yeah. That that would have been a good combination. They play like you know what I mean? The style is pretty similar. Justin Fields is just better. You know what I mean? Not as big of a guy, uh a faster quarterback you know what I mean? But mm. as well
0: They win similarly, but they're they're different.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And so that would have been a better situation, but Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback. I mean, I don't think that should be, but
0: yeah, I, I agree with you. At this point, I saw enough from Justin Fields in the preseason where I'm like, hey, if he's doing this with the twos, and the Bears' offensive line already isn't good, and if he's working with their backup offensive line, yeah. and he was doing what he could, if you give him the starters and actually let him rock for a couple of weeks, I feel like he'll be significantly better than what Andy Dalton was going to give you, because everybody knows what Andy Dalton is at this point. He's mm-hmm. not going to take you to the promised land. He's just he, he At this point, he's a good bridge quarterback. Mm-hmm. He can— Teach Justin Fields what he needs to learn At some point He's going to have to cough up that driver's seat I don't know when that's going to be I want Because I, I don't know the Bears schedule that off If they, if they have an early If they have an early buy, I could definitely see them putting him in around then Because I don't think that the Andy Dalton show Is going to be too fun to watch for too long it You know won't, what I'm saying
1: It won't so that first game is against the Rams. Second game is against the what? The Bengals. The Bengal, oh, the Bengals, and they have the Bears, and they have the Lions, and they have the
0: Bears. I mean, the Raiders, and then they have the Packers. I mean, yeah, that's it would be good for him to kind of start the season. I mean, week one, I I don't want to put him against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. No, I, I wouldn't want to do that. Week two, first yeah, the Bengals yeah. he should play. Week three, yeah, that'll be good experience for him no, against the Browns. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll be a learning curve for sure, but it'll yeah. be a good experience for them. I, yeah, because their buys not to week 10, and then after that, they come out and they play the Ravens, the Lions, the Cardinals, the Packers, the Vikings, and the Seahawks, and the Giants, then the Vikings. Like, I, I, yeah, looking at their schedule, there's not like a, a great soft point to where there's yeah. like a long streak of it. Bro, honestly, to start him from week one. Just th- throw him to the Rams. I mean, see, see let let what him happens. go. I, I don't feel like it'll be a bad thing for his development. As, mm-hmm. as long as he doesn't get hurt, I, I'll be okay with that, him playing that's like, the whole be, season. That's what I would be scared of. That's like the main thing. And I'm like, But you know these Matt Nagy and the general manager, I'm blanking on his name right now for the Bears, they're they're fighting for their jobs this year, so they're mm-hmm. gonna. If you can hold Justin Fields on the bench as long as possible, be like, hey, look, you know, don't fire us just yet. We 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 got Justin Fields. We've been developing all year. You know, he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. So that might be kind of like they're trying to save face. I, I can see that being very a, uh, true. That's, a possibility that's a over point. there. Yeah, I mean, there's all these teams coming out with their rosters and stuff. It's crazy to see some of the players that have gotten cut. Okay, yeah. So um, other than Cam being cut, like who was some, who was some surprise cuts uh, that you saw? Well, the one that really caught my attention, being an Eagles fan, was Travis Fogum. He led our team in receiving yards last year. I understand he didn't have a great camp this year, and you know there was a lot of other receivers that really stepped up, but just for him to get straight up cut, yeah, he did default to the practice squad, but I feel like he definitely deserves to be on that roster. Mm. The fact that they still retain J.J. ortega wide side, the Bust of a second round <laughs> pick. I, at this point, I mean, it's safe. It's been a couple of years, and this dude had four catches last year. Like at this point, we can. It's pretty safe to call him a bust. I, I, they they play the same role essentially. Like they're the big body guy, you know, jump ball contested catch, you know, mm. big strong aggressive receivers. I, I I have no real logistical reason why. I mean, there's some reports going around that he, you know, maybe doesn't have the greatest work ethic that they don't like and stuff, but. For him not to be on the 53-man roster and available week one when he led the team in receiving last year, I think that's just um, a little heinous. And another one that really caught my eye was Desmond Trufant. I know he's not the same you know, corner that he used to be in when he was in Atlanta, and then he had like a meh year on the Lions last year, but he just went over to the Bears. They signed him in free agency this year, and they cut him. But I'm like, y'all literally lost Fuller, so you need a number one corner. You have a guy to come in there and be a serviceable number one. I mean, he's a lower— Tier number one, maybe upper tier number two corner. So, why would you not want that on the roster? I, that one doesn't make sense to me really at all. And one that was also that was very very confusing was Everson Griffin, considering the fact that they just re-signed <laughs> him last week. Yeah. So the Vikings had this man on the team for God I don't know. He felt like he's been on there for forever, man. He's been on there for you know. Seven plus years, I'm sure. It just it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you bring him back for a week just to cut him? And then there's a, now reports that they're thinking about bringing him back again, just so they can you know make some things happen with their 53 man roster initially and stuff. So what? Yeah, it, it, it's a confusing situation. Yeah. They, so, Everson Griffin, I, I pray that you get a job. You are definitely still a viable pass rusher in this league and still really good against the run. He will find a job if it's not in Minnesota. It just doesn't make sense to me why Minnesota felt the need to do it the way that they did. Yeah. I just feel like that's just not uh, great business.
1: Yeah, it's pretty sure there's some underlying stuff there that, you know, kind of invisible to the naked eye.
0: Yeah, maybe. There, there, there's got to be something if you bring back a veteran who's been a staple of your defense for years just to cut him a week later. So there's probably more to it than that. But man, you know the great thing about the, the part of the season that we're in right now? It's fantasy football time. Oh yeah. It's time to get paid. <laughs> Finally. Oh yes. Hey, I'm 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 in my twenty dollar league buying with yeah. all my friends and stuff. So had the best record last year. Unfortunately, uh, I did lose in the playoffs. But the year before, won the chip. So you know I'm okay, looking to go okay. two out of three, you know. Hey, we, we gotta do it. But do you do you play? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I I, I have a couple other leagues. leagues. I need to find another league to join, though. Oh, man, I wish you would have said something. You could have joined my oh, – I, I, I should have hit you up about that. Yeah, you could have joined my league. Yeah.
1: When, when you told me about man. it, I was like, I should I jumped in. I was like, they probably got like a sick group. So I was like,
0: yeah, I left it alone. Yeah, we, we had a couple extra people we had to bring in, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, you know, I'm in a couple of other leagues and stuff. But the one thing that I really pay attention to in my um, – my secondary leagues whatever, is I really try to find sleepers or people that I feel like I can take to my my paid money team. So who would be your biggest sleepers? Biggest sleepers, okay. Start what position?
1: What position do you want to start at? Uh,
0: let's go quarterback.
1: Okay, quarterback, definitely going to be Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill, okay. Yes, you got Julio Jones, big receiver, just come in. I don't think he's going to be a super possession receiver. I think he's going to be a touchdown guy. Going to be a big... Um, even though he lacked that his last few seasons with the Falcons, but that's because they just couldn't get the ball to him. And then you got A.J. Brown. That's going to be a dual threat. uh, I said, well, dual threat, you know, two-receiver combo, Mm -hmm. dual-receiver combo, in a division where there is a lack of corners. So the only team that actually has a decent uh, uh, secondary is the Colts. That's about it. They're going to run through that whole division. That's why I have Ryan Tanner as my sleeper as far as quarterback. Who do you have?
0: Jalen Hurts. Because just on the off chance that he does mm-hmm. hit, which I feel like I wouldn't even call it an off chance. I feel like it's it's really 50-50. Mm-hmm. It's going to come down to his ability to make reads and throw a good football. That's that's really it. He, he's got everything else down. He's got to be smarter and quicker with the football and be a little more accurate. So if he does – He also is a a running quarterback, Mm -hmm. so he's going to get a lot of, like, you know, RPOs, opportunities on, you know— uh, read options and everything to move around bootlegs, and in the red zone he likes to run the ball. So hey, that's you know an easy six points right there. Anytime that he steps in the red zone for you, fantasy wise, so I feel like Jalen Hurts would be my top sleeper at quarterback. What about you for? Let's go running back. Running back, I got Joshua Jacobs. Actually, I got Josh Jacobs leading the lead in rushing this year. Oh, that's a that's a hot take. Yeah, yeah, I got him leading. A little leading hot rushing here
1: this now. Year. Hold on. <laughs> so yeah, the, and you're probably thinking like, okay, why Josh Jacobs over? Obviously, Derrick Henry or um, Christian McCaffrey come back off an of injury, and actually, Christian McCaffrey is like my second pick. Only reason I wasn't sure is because I don't know what they're going to exactly how they're going to use Sam Darnold. Uh, you have DJ Moore there for the passing game. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to surprise me not just with his running the ball, more so as a catching running back. I think they're going to use him more in that area now,
0: and they should because he is a top tier receiving back.
1: Exactly, and so the reason I got Josh Jacobs is because. Josh Jacobs already is a bruising running back. He was already a thousand yard rusher last year. I think he's going to take the step to the next level because they actually did invest into the O line a little bit more. They didn't really go. Oh, and they got receivers in the draft. Their first pick was. Oh yeah, so they had the uh, the receiver from they picked up from Alabama, Henry Rugs. And they went um what the second round they went well no still first round because they had two picks. Um, they had the cornerback, um, Damon Arnett, mm-hmm. and so then they got another running back and another receiver and so. Basically what I'm trying to get They're receiving Their passing him Is going to open up Just a little bit Which they really need Still I think They're unsure about Derek Carr But I think this is like His final season To kind of prove What he can do for them
0: Yeah Before, him and Josh uh, uh, John Gruden Have had like Such an on and off Relationship it's, Yeah It's weird And so also um, The tight end uh, Waller mm-hmm.
1: a baller. He's nice Exactly He's really nice And so Him, Waller And the combination With, with Ruggs I think it's going to open up the passing game, which in turn is going to open up the run game a lot more because they're already a run heavy team, run first
0: then pass. Fair points, fair points. I I, I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to lead the league in rushing. Their their offensive line is too bad. And and, and they got uh, Kenyon Drake. They just gave him like 8 or 9 million to be a backup running back, so I feel like they're going to utilize him some as well. I got him on my For fantasy coming off the bench, Kenyon Drake. For Kenyon Drake, I mean, I also have PTSD cuz I had Josh Jacobs last year and, and the, he missed some games, so Yeah. I was like, hey, just, just on the off chance he does again. Because if Josh Jacobs can play a whole game, like he, he's a great dual threat. So mm. I feel like he'll be one of the best running backs if, he's, if he does stay healthy. Absolutely. So, hey, I, I agree with your point and to a certain extent. Yeah,
1: the only reason I, – well, I say the only reason. The reason I say him and not Derrick Henry is because – well, I'm not sure what they said they're going to do with Christian McCaffrey, one. Mm. Uh, with Derrick Henry, I feel like teams are just going to load the box and just dare Ryan Tannehill to beat them with his arm. So – Hey,
0: if I'm Ryan Tannehill – Go ahead, please. I got A.J. Brown and I got Julio Jones. Stack the box. It's fine. uh, This is Ryan Mm. Tannehill's year to prove that he is an elite passer. He's been getting better, too. Because everybody wants to throw him in that top ten now and stuff. And I I, I don't know. I've been seeing him getting a little closer to five to my liking. And Mm. I kind of, like, turn a little eye to it, get a little stank face on. But this year is his year to prove that. If, If he can... Throw, I mean, let's say with, with the seventeen games. Let's say if he throw, if he does throw for something crazy, like forty five hundred yards or something, you are like Ryan Tannehill, what the hell? Then, then he might be. Uh, let me say this: if he also wins and they get close to the Super Bowl, maybe not if they make it, but if they get to like the AFC Championship game, for like Ryan Tannehill is going to get a lot more buzz going on. When did Ryan Tannehill get drafted? I can't remember. Uh, what God, what 2011, I think. 2011? Let me see, look at that real quick. Because, yeah, I remember he was a receiver at Texas A&M, and then he played uh, quarterback his, like, last year or two there. And then he was the first-round draft pick by the Dolphins, which I was surprised. I was like, man, the dude that's, like, literally just playing this position for the first time, and he's only got, like, a couple years of experience with it, and you're going to draft him in the first round? Hey, didn't work out for them in Miami. But hey, things seem to be going a lot better for him off Tennessee, over in Nashville. 2012, Ryan Tannehill got oh, drafted, drafted in 2012. 2012. Okay, okay. So
1: basically, you know, like exactly what you said, he played receiver for Tennessee, take- and then he got moved to quarterback. When then in the middle of a game, uh, towards the end of his career, there he played well enough. He got drafted later on, like you said. Ryan Towner has essentially been playing quarterback for about let's say nine, what, yeah, about no, ten years 10 now. 10 years, at this now. Point. ten years now. So, and he's been
0: playing quarterback in the NFL for majority of that. Exactly, as a starter.
1: And so when you think about the possible learning curve that that comes with, never playing quarterback before, and then coming into the NFL and playing as a starter and getting hurt
0: multiple times. That That, too. that had to stunt his development for sure.
1: Exactly, and so now you're playing with a great running back. Not only a great running back, but a running back that you can keep in there for blocking as well, which plays a major role. Very true. true. Exactly. You know what? This is a side note. This is something I thought about that played into the detriment that would play into the detriment of Deshaun Watson because he always rotated running backs so often, and they didn't have an every down back, and so you don't really get to build that backfield chemistry with somebody mm-hmm. because you're always rotating running backs. Anyway, that's a side note. Tannehill keeping Derrick Henry, always you know, being in the backfield, with Derrick Henry, and now kind of becoming you know, getting steady time to play and learn the position at, also within a better franchise as well. So
0: yeah, that part. <laughs> A little more competent, but yeah, for my uh, sleeper pick for running back, I'm gonna go with Miles Gaskins from the Miami Dolphins. Okay, I feel like he stepped up onto the stage last year. You know, he he, he made a little bit of um, some noise. Mm. He was very good in the passing game as well. I think he had like almost a thousand total yards with like 600 and some change rushing and about like three or four hundred um, receiving. So hey, in fantasy now that he's gonna be you know the the main guy out there in Miami. The ceilings, the especially if you're in a PPR, mm-hmm. you know, league, and you're getting a, a full point, even if you only get half a point, because that's how my league is. I know mm-hmm. some some leagues are iffy on that. That that's very very valuable. So I feel like he'll be a guy that's going to go under the radar. You might be able to get him in the, what we'll say, the midish late rounds, about six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. If you already got you know a couple of running backs, he might be your your third guy, maybe even a flex okay so yeah miles Gaston's be my pick there who do you got for receiver
1: receiver this was kind of a tough one um now in in any kind of conversation you wouldn't think of will fuller was the guy i was i had and any kind of conversation you would think like oh will fuller i mean he's a go-get it receiver he you know top speed why wouldn't you pick him as like a top pick? i mean will fuller is an injury guy you know these the past few seasons last season he had the Texans i mean that was kind of a what do you even call that? I mean, he had to fail the drug test, but I mean. <laughs> yup. Over here taking PEDs. Man, if you would have asked me, I almost feel like he did that on purpose because he didn't want to play anymore because his, his stock was already high. If you would just ask me. but
0: I mean, hey, it did work out. He did get paid by Miami.
1: And so now he's with Miami. He's going to be definitely their number one option as receiver. And then they got, um, what's from Alabama? They got uh, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Someone else. Um, I cannot remember his name. But anyway They already had
0: Devontae Parker as well
1: Okay Yeah That's what I'm thinking of So Will Fuller Devontae Parker And Jalen Waddle Jalen Waddle Is another go-getter receiver You can have him uh, Almost as a CeeDee Lamb type He can go deep He can go He can run the slants He can do it all Willful is definitely gonna be your downfield receiver. Which game you can make happen? You're probably gonna have gonna have Tua throwing him the ball. Do I know how big Tua's arm is? I'll be honest, I'm not really, eh, I'm not really sure on it. I
0: he's more accurate than he is like got power on it for sure.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I never really seen him just heave it downfield, you know, but. Mm, Wilful has got the speed to make it happen in the mid mid range and long range game. So, whatever you want to do, I think Wilful is going to be a breakout receiver, uh, definitely in Miami. So, especially he's going to be the number one guy mm. with a better team.
0: Very very solid points there. I'm gonna go with Daryl Mooney. So he's more of like a deep threat kind of slot gadget type guy coming out. I think he was a sixth-round draft pick last year for the Bears. So, like, he really came out of nowhere last year. I feel like this year is going to be his next big step since um, they got, you know, Andy Dalton, who probably is not going to play the majority of the season. But once Justin Fields gets in, him and Daryl Mooney are going to have a good connection because he kind of reminds me of, like, Chris Olave, mm. who is a receiver at Ohio State now, who Justin Fields had very, very good rapport with. They have a very similar skill set, similar build and everything. So I think Daryl Mooney will be a nice receiver three, possibly a flex guy right there as well tight end was kind of hard for me cuz i feel like there's about four tight ends that are good and then after that it's just like yeah it really just, it, 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 it's really a, <laughs> a toss up like it's it's really hard to rank them at that point i went with logan thomas he had over 600 yards last year and six touchdowns for the mm, i almost said it the football team hmm. there we go caught myself so i think this year he's going to have a better quarterback situation to work with Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have no problem throwing darts to that man and he, he, he's a nice big target too so I feel like he'll just be a nice viable option at tight end especially if you know you miss out on the tight end run you miss your first four or five good top ranked tight ends Logan Thomas should be the man to look out for Okay, for my tight
1: end, like you said, the tight end was kind of tough. Like it was, like you said, it's only a few good tight ends out there. Tight ends are usually good at one thing and not the other. It's very few that good at both, catching and blocking. So, for tight end, I had Noah Fant. Fant? Fant, Fant yeah. Fant, okay. Mm-hmm. Noah Fant drafted back in 2019. Uh, first round pick for the Denver Broncos. 6'4 guy, super athletic guy. The reason, more so the thing, I, the reason I think he'll be a breakout uh, tight end is just because he had another year to grow and his, another year to grow as a tight end. I think his first year it was kind of just more so learning the system and learning how to be an NFL tight end, mm-hmm. uh, what it takes for blocking, what more it takes to run routes and get separation, and that these linebackers in the NFL don't really play. So, I think he's had a year of development, which would uh, in turn contribute to his play. And so I think he'll be a, a nice little rising star for the Denver Broncos.
0: Yeah, I feel like he'll be kind of an afterthought almost with all the weapons they got out there with Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, you know, Tim Patrick. They got K.J. Hamler. So it's mm. like they have all these receivers, but then they have a super fast and athletic tight end. I like that pick right there. That's, that's, that's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> Let's take it out to L.A. real quick because I want to talk about the Rams defense. This one, you know, you gave me a little bit of pushback. Like, is this really a sleeper pick? And I believe it is because the Rams, since they lost their defensive coordinator and they lost Troy Hill and John Johnson, and you know, they they lost several players on the defense. A Mm -hmm. lot of people aren't expecting them to be a top tier defense. But when you have Jalen Ramsey, the best shutdown corner in the NFL, and Aaron Donald, who is everybody Mm -hmm. knows who he is. Yeah. It, it, the rest of the team, I still feel like they're still going to run a very similar system. Nothing's really going to change too much. It's more plug-and-play. they got Jordan Fuller, free safety out there from Ohio State, who's going to come up and step up and play. Some for them, as well as Juju Hughes, the guy from Hard Knocks last year, the one that always had the toothpick in there. Yeah, He's definitely a significantly better. So whenever he does come in and play, since since John Johnson is gone. So the, the safety battle, you know, there was a, a lot of um, – Yeah, there was a lot of uncertainty what was going to go on with that back side of the defense, but I feel like Jalen Ramsey's definitely going to be able to hold it down for whoever makes any mistakes. So I feel like the Rams are going to be a nice sleeper defense that you can definitely pick up late, late in the draft that no one's going to instantly go for them as their top defense. So if you are on the back half of a defensive run, look for the Rams. Quick question. What pick do you usually go for defense for you? Or it just depends on how the draft is going? So. Essentially, how how I do my teams is I like to get my starters. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'll get my you know I'll go like receiver, running back, receiver, running back. You know just whatever the board looks like, mm-hmm. and then I'll probably try to get a tight end if I can get one of the top tier tight ends. Like if, if I try to get on the tight end early, <laughs> if I can get in on the tight end run early. I will If not Then I'll probably Just try to get A quarterback at that point I don't like getting Quarterbacks until Like the 5th or 6th round I like to have The majority of my Lineup set Mm. And then defense I I get like Multiple like People on my bench Before I go get a defense So probably like Rounds like 8 Is when I maybe Will start considering To get a defense Mm. Okay Cause usually Okay so For me I usually go quarterback Around like my
1: 4th pick Around for my quarterback Defense could be Around like it depends on well for me it depends on how the draft is going. Like Yeah, yeah.
0: Ex- ex- same. It always goes how the board falls, yeah. Yeah,
1: and so defenses might swing like especially if I want to like surprise everybody. Like, if the number one, like, no best defense is still out there, like, you got the Bucks or something like that, let's throw everybody off a little bit. You know, Bucks are gone. Yeah,
0: then then you start that run. Yeah,
1: exactly. And then the whole run goes, and I'm like, okay, let me swing back around and double back for, now I got the number one tight end. You know, mm. very rare, especially if you're working with some incompetent people who don't know how to draft.
0: Yeah, normally I'm in leagues with people I know, so they have uh, their own strategies and been a part of multiple leagues for a couple of different years. So mm. I, I've kind of figured out how everybody likes to do their thing. So, mm. yeah, I. I win, I usually have about three or four teams a year, and I win at least one, more than likely two of them. So I, I feel like my strategy is very, very good. I'm also very, very good with the waiver wire. You know, I peep everything early, try to get my submissions in. Hey, honestly, people always talk about the draft order is the most important thing. Nah, it's that waiver wire order. If you are at the top of the waivers and you can get your guys at first before other people, even if other people submitted before, since you're first on the waiver wire, you can go get them in. I feel like that is the most important Key fantasy note that I will give today: Make sure that you get high up on the waiver wire if you can, or just get lucky. So for my for my defensive pick,
1: right, I had the Chargers. Um, Everybody's come back from injury. Definitely the main piece: Joy Bosa on defensive line. Joy Bosa definitely the leader on the defensive line. He's going to push back in that division just because you have a lot of these teams are. So you got the Raiders, you got the Broncos, you got the Chiefs, and then you got (laughs) obviously the Chargers, right? And so. Besides the Chiefs, uh, do we think the Broncos going to be pass heavy? They probably should be.
0: They should be, yeah. Exactly. I mean, with all those receivers, they they, they they better be.
1: Probably should be. Teddy Bridgewater. What do we think of Teddy Bridgewater?
0: Ah, uh, Joey Bosa will get after Teddy two gloves. Exactly. They all really don't have that great of offensive lines either in the division.
1: Major point. And so, Joey Bosa come back off of injury. Also, the, with the uh, DBs returning. I think it's going to be a major thing, and let's not forget the Chargers were a top ten right before he got hurt. Like they were up there, and so they just really kind of excited
0: dr- to see Derwin James come back. Exactly.
1: So they're going to be back. They're going to be healthy, and they're going to return. I think their defense is definitely going to surprise the people because I think the teams might have got used to them not being who they used to be. So, uh, but definitely that's going to do it off for this segment. Man, we'll be right back in the break room. Man, take it easy. Break time is over.
0: Uh we back in the break room. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Break time's off. We ain't playing with you motherfuckers. We back on the clock.
1: <laughs> we back on, break time's over. We back on the clock. All right, so man, now we're here with our division winners. Let's go, go NFC first. Okay, okay. Let's
0: Start go, with the West.
1: Which one? The NFC West? Yeah. Let's go NFC West, man. Evan Bro, what you got for us? What you think? Who you think gonna win?
0: I'm calling it right now. What's today? September first. San Francisco 49ers are returning back to the top of the division. Oh. Oh. If the mic wasn't already on the stand, I would have dropped it and just walked away. With G? With Jimmy G? Yeah. I don't care who's playing quarterback. I honestly don't. It, it, the fact that they got wiped out by injuries last year, that what they did last year means basically nothing to me. Yes, Kittle was out too, so okay. Yeah, exactly. They had Bosa out. They had... um. Eric Armstead got hurt. Yep. status Debo Samuel was in and out the lineup. Brandon Ayuk was kind of chipped up. So San Francisco 49ers have a stellar defense. They do. A gr- probably the best offensive scheme in the league. Even if Jimmy G is playing, last time we saw him play with a healthy team, took him to the Super Bowl. Very true. If Trey Lance has to come in, I am confident that Kyle Shanahan will put him in the correct position to not make too many mistakes. Okay. He's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. He is. I'm very confident that Trey Lance can come in and get the job done if need be. Let's say if Jimmy gets hurt like he has been known to do. But I'm taking the 49ers. So what about you? Mm. So I am
1: going with the Rams. You what? Easy pick. Classic pick. That was a hot take with yours, though. We need to kind of go and, like, snip that up and make that a promo or something. Yeah, hey.
0: Calling it right now, September first. You heard it. Okay, heard it here first in the break room.
1: Okay, <laughs> hey, so okay, so I'm going with the Rams. Rams, obviously, I don't think that what well, the defense will take. I think the defense will take a small step back because losing so many pieces, mm-hmm. but I think they'll still be legit. You like you said, you have the shutdown corner in Jalen Rams, and you have the best defensive lineman in the league in Aaron Donald. So I don't think that's too much. Is too much is going to change with them. Especially with some of the teams they're playing.
0: Yeah, and especially with the addition of Matthew Stafford, he, he's going to elevate that offense to where Jared Goff can never take it. So, exactly. I mean, I, I think the Rams are the favorite. I, I, I can't disagree with your pick. I, I mm-hmm. honestly can't.
1: So, you know, exactly what you're saying. So, Matthew Stafford's going to change the offense. And then, I think the time of possession is going to go up in the game, too, as well, because he's, gonna be, because he's just a better quarterback in general. The defense is going to be on the field less, which and therefore they're going to give them more energy to play. So... I think it all kind of worked out. With the addition of Matthew Stafford, yes, I think it's going to um, help the defense out a lot by, you know, allowing, getting them time off the field, therefore and giving them more energy to play when they're on the field. So with the NFC East. This one was the hardest one. <laughs> trash, trash. It's I mean. like,
0: do I want the nice green waste management dumpster? <laughs> do I want the classic tin, you know, aluminum, you know, trash can? Which one? do I want the recycling bin. You know, what you want? They're all on fire. They're all on fire. They're all yeah. But I, I, I had to make a decision that that hurt me personally. I, I, I picked the Dallas Cowboys. It is their division to lose. If the Cowboys don't win this division, then they got to do something with this roster because this team is on paper the best. They are easily like they, easily. It's no competition. Like offensively. They, even though their defense is like was historically bad last year, mm-hmm. if Dak plays like this, this offense is gonna be be crazy. And the Eagles don't have what it takes to. I don't think they're gonna win more than five six games. Mm-hmm. The Giants, they're kind of man. Mm-hmm. You got Daniel Jones in that kind of prove it year. The defense has you know stepped up a lot. They were playing very physical last year and then Washington was kind of another one that I was like I don't like their quarterback situation too much yeah they have a great defense they got new weapons that are nice and fancy and everything but I feel like the Cowboys really what it comes down to to winning a division half the time is do you have the best quarterback in the division which the the Dallas Cowboys do
1: okay see and we talked about this, man. You beat the Cowboys, and I, I almost agree with you because the Cowboys it's, it's their division to lose. I will say that like the, there should be no reason that the Cowboys should lose the division, but they will because they are the Dallas Cowboys, and they always fumble. That's just what they do.
0: You are beyond right, and this, so th- this is facts.
1: I'm going with Washington. They have a defense. They have the best. De- they have the best defense in their division. Mm-hmm. Um. They do not have the weapons that Dallas has, and it really, if very few teams in the league they even come close to that. I mean, granted, you have you know super teams like the Bucks and the Chiefs, but uh, other than those two, Dallas is right up there with other with all the other teams that you want to mention. Washington's defense will be more than enough to stop Dallas. It shouldn't. <laughs> it shouldn't be enough to stop Dallas, but because they are the Dallas Cowboys, they will fumble. They will not succeed and Washington will win just because Washington is the second best team in this this division on paper, on paper, but in real life because Dallas just does not – they fear success – they the, fear success. Yeah. They're,
0: they're petrified of it.
1: <laughs> they're petrified of success. The Washington will win the division. It's like, yeah, hey, we can get to the playoffs, but we're gonna lose ah, come, come first on. We right. going Why win, man? Let's let's it's let's. Like we won the division. Woo! Let's no. Let's do this instead. Let's let's go. Let's lose. Yeah, let's let's go, do that. Let's, let's go to Cabo. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Let's do that. Let's let's get some more picks in the draft. Let's get some more. Let's get higher up in the draft.
0: <laughs> oh, man, the Cowboys. They are just uh, a walking meme nowadays. bro. Pitiful. But what is not, what well, what is pitiful is for the rest of the AFC, or excuse me, the NFC South, because the Tampa Bay Bucks are about to run through that. Oh, division. they're
1: gonna run through that easy. There's no competition. It's no. We talked about the Bucks roster last time. It, I mean, yeah, just stack. If you take away, you have to take away Tom. You have to take away all the linebackers. You have to take away their entire defensive line, all their receivers, some of their backup receivers. Like all the, their entire tight end room needs to vanish. Like
0: they they all need to go under COVID protocol. Then you might win. Then you might win. I'm out of water. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm almost done. <laughs> I'm down there. So it's fair. warm in this room. You know, the cotton mouth's getting real out here. We really work hard to bring y'all this. I hope people know yeah, that. Yeah, we, we in this hot studio. No AC, no nothing. No circulation. Charles got the hat on
1: backwards. <laughs> man, look, I clap to kind of give myself some air.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You a fool, man. Let's go on to the NFC North. I'm taking the Packers. Same. Kind of for the same thing about... I said about the Cowboys They got the best quarterback In the division They have the best receiver In the division They have the best corner In the division In Jair Alexander So They're gonna Convincingly win this division I don't think it's gonna be close
1: Do you think I mean I don't think Aaron Rodgers Is gonna show up not to play I mean
0: that'd be crazy But He's coming off an of MVP year he, he loves to like piss people off and prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. So I, I fully expect a, uh, another revenge tour from Aaron Rodgers. Even though it's his last year there? His last dance. He's got to go hard, bro. They, okay. He's got—you know, I actually forgot about that, too. Yeah. He's got to—he's going to go hard. Him and Devontae Adams are going to do everything they can, and they're going to run through this division. They're probably Super Bowl contenders.
1: They are. They are. I definitely believe that, too. Now, they, Look, I picked them to beat Tampa, and they almost could have—if Tom did come back. You know, so—
0: I, I picked them to beat Tampa I thought they were Just the fact that It was in Lambeau and Yeah this I'm, nat, like, you know, I'm, I'm like It too much. cold And this and I'm like but hey. too much But The Bucks came into play
1: they, they did That defense showed up man It They showed up That entire playoff Like
0: playoff run Yeah Kevin King Is horrible I'm, Yeah he Does not deserve A starting job <laughs> Yeah But another division That's pretty much be a cakewalk That we can agree on Easy the AFC, AFC West. West Yeah Chiefs Running through that Running through that easy Not much needs to be said On there Let's, let's take things To the East I'm taking the Buffalo Bills. I think Josh Allen has arrived. I think the defense is stern. I think that they have great weapons, and this is the best situation that Josh Allen's had. I think they're going to run through this division. I know some people think that the Patriots are going to be like sleeper contenders and stuff. I'm not buying it. You don't think they're like going
1: close, not even give them a run for their money type?
0: I have no idea what the Bills' schedule is, but let's say they win 13 games. Patriots might win nine. That's a four-game discrepancy. That's not close.
1: Hmm okay okay
0: see okay see i picked the bills too
1: but i was hesitant just because of the patriots um
0: it was are you hopping on the mac jones train ah now's your chance it's ah, taking off now this is I, the first stop to go you want to ah, be you want to be the guy to get on after the first stop i can't the first station
1: i can't do rookie qbs i i talked about this in a few uh shows earlier you know most rookie QBs who do really well starting off are running QBs. They shock the world, they shock the league because it's hard the game plan for that extra runner. You know, mm-hmm. the ones who are dual threat or true dual threats who can actually throw and pass, not the ones who can ju- just run. So, and he's that's not Mac Jones. He has great pocket presence. Well, I won't say great. I'll say good pocket pocket presence. But he's not a running quarterback. I don't think he'll really shock too much of. I want, he won't shock the division. He's not Tom, obviously, but eh, he's Tom-esque. You know, true pocket presser, he's going to stick to that scheme. He's going to stick to that mold of quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll really take anybody by surprise. The Bills are all the best team in the division, but everybody's returning on defense. You're working with a full true offensive line, true offense, and eh, Bill Belichick is the best coach in the NFL. So, I, he has who he wants in the system he wants to run. I, 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 it's like I can't ignore that Bill Belichick buff. You know what I mean? I can't ignore that. So, that's the reason he's the ultimate game planner. I mean, and it, he's seen Josh Allen. He's seen him once. He's seen him at his, you know, he, almost, he was almost an MVP candidate last year. So, mm-hmm. I want to say that's the best of what he can be because he's definitely still getting better. But you've seen somewhat of what his peak could be. You know what I mean? So I think you can make a better game plan for him now this time around.
0: So you have the Bills winning the division, but when it comes to the two games that the Bills and the Patriots are going to play, what do you? How do you think that's going to go? What are you going to go with? I think that it, I the think Bills you know, are going to win both games, but it's going to be more competitive than people might think. I don't think it'll be like a blowout. I think they'll split one apiece. You think one to one? Yeah, I, I could see that happening, but I, I feel like the Bills are going to edge it out twice. Okay. That's fair to say. Like I said, they're,
1: they're the best team in the division. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm putting a little. I'm putting not faith in Mac Jones, Bill <laughs> Belichick.
0: Hey, fair enough. Let's go on to the AFC South, where Derrick Henry's just been running through everybody over there. I'm taking him to run through this division again with Absolutely. the addition of Julio Jones. AJ Brown continues to get better and better, and he's becoming a top ten wide receiver in this league. Yeah, their defense is not where Mud. it needs to be, but the rest of the division is very weak. The col—I wa- almost went with the Colts. The reason I didn't is I feel like this Carson Wentz like it's injury weird. bug that that, yeah. that was in Philly. I feel like that's just followed him, and it's going over towards uh, towards Indianapolis now. So. I I just don't have confidence in that team to stay healthy right now, especially with how things are playing in the training camp and throughout the preseason. Yeah, um, like I said, the Colts. Well, I agree with you. The Titans. I picked them to run through the
1: division as well. The Colts were the only team who could actually give them some competition, but with the lack of I don't want to say lack because he he came back early off an of injury, but I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't like I don't say I don't like people come back early because it just doesn't sound. It,
0: yeah, it just do- doesn't sound like it's good for the future. Exactly,
1: it just doesn't. So, yeah. Carson Wentz, I think Carson Wentz. I think this would be a good situation for Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. but the injury the team I don't. Would if if he plays and is completely healthy, I still don't believe they'll run. They'll win the division. Still don't. Even with the Titans' horrible defense, I don't think. I don't believe Carson Wentz. From what we've seen this past season, him with the Eagles, and even the year before that, it doesn't. It's not looking like he's. The guy, you know what I mean? Like,
0: hey, I'll say it's the year n- not this last year, but back in 2019, he single handedly won us that division and took yes. us to the playoffs. Okay, so yes, but, but uh, I'll agree I mean, with you in 2020.
1: In, in, a, in a terrible division,
0: yes, but hear me out, okay. he won four straight games. Okay, <laughs> to get okay. Us there. okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just giving you pushback, man.
1: That's oh, fair, it's fair because, <laughs> like, what well, with that season, it was the Cowboys and the, and the Eagles, and we like, well, it's kind of like it was going to be like a grandma fight. So you know, the Cowboys and the Eagles—they both terrible that year, and then it was uh, just—it is what it is. Which
0: slug is going to win the race? So yeah, the Titan, Tennessee Titans. Man, their defense—like, if they did not have a defensive-minded coach, (laughs) Mike Vrabel, I would be very, very concerned for their defense. But I feel like he'll be able to. He kind of has, you know, he comes from the Belichick tree, so he kind of has that defensive mind. Oh, that sounds fucking retarded, bro. Obviously, bro, he's a fucking, hold on, okay. I have a way I'm trying to say this, all right. So, yeah, I feel like Mike Vrabel coming from the Bill Belichick tree, since, you know, he did play defense under him and then learned from him coaching, he's very defensive oriented, and I feel like he'll be able to keep it together there in Tennessee. In the AFC North, though, this one I feel like is probably the most disputed. One because I've seen hmm. a lot of Browns picks, I've seen Ravens picks. Some people are still really high on the Steelers as well. Haven't seen anybody pick the Bengals, thank god. Yeah, but I'm going with the Browns. I believe it is their same, time, same, it is Baker oh, Mayfield. Oh, their
1: time to. To, to win in the division. Okay, okay, okay. I thought I, I was, I was, I got ahead of myself. Yeah, was, okay, okay. No, no,
0: no. <laughs> I'm I was not, like, whoa, whoa, here. whoa. <laughs> hey, I'm not out here putting out, putting out no more hot takes. I'm, I'm done for the day. Okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think it's just Baker Mayfield's time to finally come into that mold of being the franchise quarterback. He's on the fifth year option. He's playing for an extension. Mm-hmm. So this could be the difference of him making $40 million a year or more towards the 30 side. So I feel like he's going to have a lot of, um, Chips on his shoulder that he likes to, you know, always acknowledge, the fact that everybody hates him and everything. Mm. I feel like he embraces that. So I feel like he'll this year make that next step. Okay,
1: you know, I picked the Browns too. Um the only team I saw them probably, you know, giving them a run for their money was the Ravens. I'm not one of the guys who still think that you know, it's funny how I, I almost hate saying this because I gave the Patriots the edge uh with Bill Belichick. But I'm not giving the Steelers the edge with Mike Tomlin, even though I think Mike Tomlin is just as good of a coach with, as Bill Belichick is. Yeah, Mike
0: Tomlin's an all-time great.
1: Exactly. And so I think it's more so like they have Najee Harris as a running back now. Um, they, had line, they had offensive line problems last year. Um, didn't
0: really address that.
1: Yeah, they didn't really try to fix that. Uh, Big Ben, uh, he's on my opinion, he's kind of on his way out the door, and they don't really even have a true backup for him. And so it's it's a lot of issues that have been overlooked, and that's what I think will probably kind of play to the downfall of the of the Steelers. They should have they should have beat the Browns and in, in the playoffs in that playoff game when the Browns they didn't have the head coach. And they didn't. Have, who else they didn't have? Um, it was missing something else. It was like two two major things working against them. I cannot remember, but I know they didn't have the head coach. And
0: I can't remember, but I remember at one point they had like no receivers. Yeah, it was something.
1: From COVID. It was something like that. And so, but the Browns still won.
0: Yeah. Oh, they and, they destroyed
1: them exactly. Brown showed up to play, and so. I think I don't. I don't really trust the Steelers right now. Not as not for the Browns of what they are right now. They have confidence and they got a roster. You know, what I mean, it'd be different if they were like the Browns of old. and Didn't really have anybody. But the Browns losing so much, tanking so many times. You got all these first round picks. It's I mean, it's that it's that time. You know what I mean? So, and then um, I can't I can't go out. Of, I can't really say with confidence that the Steelers are better than the Ravens. I can't say that anymore. They used to be. I used to say, oh, the Steelers are a more complete team than the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Eh,
0: I, I completely agree. Eh, with you. I can't say it anymore. So But yeah, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna take a quick little break. We'll be right back here with y'all in the break room. Go ahead and follow us on the social medias. Go ahead and follow me at Evan Schumart TV. You can also follow the podcast page at the breakroom h-o-u. On Twitter, Charles, shout your stuff out. And three, the last
1: underscore king, and follow me at, on Twitter, and follow the podcast on Instagram at the on Instagram, like I just said. <laughs> so yeah, man, and on Facebook, hey yeah, at the breakroom podcast one. So man, holla at us, man. We're everywhere, everywhere, man. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Find us, interact with us, man. We'll in a few minutes.
0: This is your boy Evan Schumart here with Charles Carter. Don't forget the third for this last segment of episode number 25. We're going to open it up with some boxing and about the main marquee fight that we had over the weekend with Tyron Woodley going up against Jake Paul. Jake Paul surprisingly got the dub moves on to four and oh now. Is he in your eyes a legitimate boxer, bro?
1: I mean, uh, I mean, I guess I gotta say so. No, I think okay, I think he showed like he has like an actual boxing license, which I mean. So if we want to get technical, I guess he is a a legitimate boxer. Is it wrong to root against somebody's uh, success to root against someone?
0: It's called being a hater, and there's millions, if not billions, of them out there.
1: Okay, I mean, am I a Jake Paul hater? I might be. I don't know. I mean, like I can't blame you. I'm all for like making your money. And you know, I'm, Logan Paul said it when he fought Mayweather, like he he said after their fight that he you know he hates being a dick. He hates being that he had to be rude, but he had to make the fight big so people would buy into it and they can all get their money. Because he said he was a big fan of May. He's a big fan of Mayweather. And so I'm like, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? Like you really the whole point of the match was to get paid and to get some little notoriety a little bit. So I get it. I get that's the grant. That's the great – Plan the grand scheme, I get it. Jake Paul, the whole Tyron Woodley thing, it. I guess he is a boxer. I mean, you beat up a heavyweight champ and Tyron Woodley, even though he's not a boxer, but still, boxer, a professional fighter, a professional fighter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you're not gonna get in the octagon with him. I don't think so. I mean, I guess so. I guess if just to answer the question, I guess he's a legitimate boxer because he did he's undefeated and he beat a professional fighter who boxing is kind of involved in his sport I mean if you want to I mean make that a slight point I guess so
0: yeah yeah how about I, you I'm kind of on the same thing as you I, I want to see him fight somebody who just solely is a boxer exactly. instead of fighting like cause who did he fight before he fought oh, Woodley it was Ben um Ben Askew, I think, who was like an older UFC fighter mm. and stuff. So I want to see him go against somebody, maybe a little younger, or somebody who's kind of in their prime right now. I want to see him go against some legit boxing talent. Not not that Woodley, you know, doesn't no, have hands yeah. or anything because he his hands are registered and he's a professional fighter in the UFC and he he was great at that. But I just he doesn't completely have my my. I don't want to say he doesn't have my respect yet, but he doesn't completely. I don't want to. I don't know how to phrase that. Because it would be ignorant of me to ignore the facts and the record. Exactly. And, like, Woodley, w- would you agree that Woodley was his most worthy opponent so far? Yes. Okay. Let, let, let's go over the shot counts over here. So you had Woodley only hit 11 of 48. It's 23% on his jabs. Paul, 36 of 122, so 30% on his jabs. So he won the jabs. You got 41% for Paul on the power shots, 36 for Woodley. So overall you had 34 to 32%. So he was more efficient. He did win more rounds according to two of the scores. You, you can't ignore that. I I'm, I'm not I don't hate him or anything. I find him like slightly annoying. It's not like I He kind of has the same like arrogance and swagger of like McGregor. Mm -hmm. Oh, for some reason, with McGregor, I was more attached to that and I was more intrigued by it. Jake Paul, I don't know if it's because I know him or like I don't really like I never paid attention to his YouTube or anything, but it's like he's a YouTuber, yeah, like from Vine, like him Mm -hmm. and his brother. I remember them from Vine, so years back, I I I don't even look at him as like an athlete by any means. I just see him as like a vlogger or whatever they're called nowadays, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So if he does get in the ring with a professional boxer and wins, he'll have my my respect 100%. I just don't think he has fully gained it just yet in my eyes. No, I'm with you, man, because this is like, I
1: mean, it'd be wrong to ignore the facts. Like I said, Tyron Woodley is his most worthy opponent so far, and the numbers don't lie. Numbers are records of events. Mm-hmm. So, But if you watch the fight, Tyron Woodley almost knocked him out.
0: Yes, he did. Hey, and that's all it takes. You can be getting hey. whooped up on the scorecard. Hey, if you put somebody to sleep, it don't matter. It don't matter. And so. But he couldn't get it done, man. Yeah, because he had him on the ropes he, and everything. He almost he, flew he through and whatever. He <laughs> fell out the ring. So. Yeah, that, that was funny. I've seen yeah. some good memes over that one as well. Right. And so, I mean,
1: like I said, I would like to see see him fight someone, even a little bit younger, uh, someone kind of. Even an ascending store, I don't have to be somebody in the prime. Like, I would appreciate if he were to fight somebody like a, a Ryan Garcia. I would even appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, okay. Ryan, I, I kind Yeah, I, if he
0: can get the weight down to, to go fight Ryan. Yeah. I think Garcia would
1: tear him up. He is so quick it, and explosive. Exactly. So quick. I mean, I would even take the fight right now because Ryan Garcia, I mean, he's a professional fighter. He's not, they're not nowhere near the same weight class, but he's a legitimate boxer with legitimate skill you know what I mean I, don't, I still don't get yeah, I think he's undefeated
0: I still believe he is yeah he, he, so I would take that you know what I mean him and uh, Gervonta Davis need to fight yes because I, I want to yeah. see like the the like Canelo fans like branching off going towards Garcia then you got the Mayweather people going out to Davis like I want to I see like the, the second yeah. generation of it come together I, almost I, hell yes yes that, yes. that, that, that would be dope
1: Great! I like that breakup you made too. That's yeah, definitely. I would I really appreciate that fight. We need to go and kind of like pub that somewhere. Like
0: yeah, hey, go go ahead and you know I need to start getting the promotions business. Go go ahead and you know sh- spread spread this podcast. Hey, spread out. the Let's word look, out there. Spread Somebody the word hear out there. This, you know, money team, holler at me. Yeah, for real, man. I'll hey, make it happen. Yeah, make
1: hey, start throwing that out there. Yeah, get that idea flowing. <laughs> but yeah, so I would appreciate that fight. But yeah, if it was like a Ryan Garcia, and if he were to, I don't think in a million years he would ever beat Ryan. But if he were you know what I mean I'm like man get I I will pay for his like new license or a new belt you know what I mean like I would put like go do start a GoFundMe for that you know what I mean like some you beat somebody real like a real boxer like not saying Tyron Willey doesn't have hands like you said Mm -hmm. because he is a professional fighter and is a highly respected fighter in the UFC but he's not a boxer we respect him for getting out there you know what I mean we did expect him to win but at the same time that's not what you do bro it's UFC is your thing.
0: Who fought? Which which one of the brothers fought Nate Robinson?
1: Uh, that was, I think it was Jake.
0: Was huh. it Jake? I think it was. I too. think it was Jake Paul. Yeah, that one. That, one that, was, that was a whole meme. because every time he fights, it almost seems like the memes and, and stuff are bigger than the actual fight itself. That's why I feel like I can't like fully buy into him. There we go. There we go. It's mm. not the lack of respect. I can't fully buy into him as a boxer just mm. yet because of that.
1: Nah, no, I, I feel that because like. Go. <sighs> You were uh, you were on Vine, you you're a YouTuber. Like I mean, so I guess you know.
0: Hey, you know, got to give credit where credit is due, and the Memphis Grizzlies are going to pay their respects here to Zach Randolph and Tony Allen <laughs> by retiring both of their jerseys this season. <laughs> what what are this? the chuckles for over well, here? Don't don't tell me you don't respect Mr. First Team All Defense. Now, come on, Tony Allen, Tony Allen. Retiring his jersey? Hey, you know, number nine is going to be up in the Raptors forever now. Man, look,
1: okay, it's the Grizzlies. So how many great Grizzlies do you, can you really even think of? Well,
0: it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by that. no. It's not fun anymore. Not even. Yeah, you know, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah, you know it's not that many. You know it's not. Well, hey, you got the both the Gasol brothers put in work for them. They did. They're no longer there. Hey, you know you got Mike Conley who who, who put in some work for for quite some time for them. You know he he, he made them a playoff team. He was the, the the leader of the squad. Well, him and Zach Randolph were. <laughs> what like sp- speaking of the Gasols,
1: who would you expect the uh, the retire the jersey first? The Grizzlies or the Lakers? What? Hold on, which one pay play for uh, the Grizzlies? They what, both did. They both did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's like a different points though. Yeah. So um, the
0: Grizzlies, the Lakers. I think Paul Gasol. I don't know if he did enough for the lake. I mean, what he went one or two but one chip for the lakers Exa- I mean, it takes ex- more than that to get exactly. to get retired f- for them but you can't compare the Lakers' standards to the grizzly standards okay true, true you just got done saying like come on now <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, so i w- well you know Props to them. I, I I think that Zach Randolph is definitely more than deserving of that, especially for everything that he did for the city of Memphis. He like put the whole city on his back, did a lot of community work and everything. Mm. He's also uh, on the court. He's the franchise leader in offense rebounds and second in career rebounds, so he does have the accolades to you know kind of justify that. And then looking for Tony Allen, he's second in steals behind Mike Conley, and then he also has the second highest defensive rating behind Mike Conley as well. So they, right. they, 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 they have their reasons that I feel like were, were justifiable for the front office and everybody, the ownership, to make this decision. But, you know what, kudos to them. Shout out to for them for them getting their jersey retired.
1: Hey, we're the Grizzlies. We're doing something. That's that's kind of how I see it.
0: Fair we're, enough. We're
1: doing something. Look over here. We're the Grizzlies.
0: It's like, you yeah, know. don't forget we got John Morant. Yeah, yeah. We, I would – <laughs> We still got Ja Morant. Yeah, literally. Hey, hey don't sleep on the Grizzlies though. They're, they're, they're a playing contending team now. I mean, they they just were. Yeah, yeah. So, they, hey, they did play. They, they did win playing in the uh, tournament. Yeah, hmm. I mean, yeah. When when uh, was it two years ago when Jaw? Yeah, yeah. Jaw's rookie year, mm. and him and CJ McCollum were just going at it. Like they were just going back and forth in like the fourth quarter. It's bucket for bucket for bucket mm. for bucket. That was a great matchup. Yeah, that was a great game. I remember that. But yeah, so. Shout-out to both of them. Memphis Grizzlies trying to get get their name in the headlines, which, a hey, worked. You're on the Break Room Podcast. It's congratulations. Cool.
1: Congratulations, man. You made it to the Break Room. <laughs> and,
0: and somebody else who is deserving of a congratulations is Rajon Rondo and how he has played this whole situation since he left the Lakers in the first place. Absolutely. He is now going back to the Lakers after kind of – I don't want to say he kind of gave a little middle finger to the Clippers, but he um, went over there for a year, kind of – they made him trade him away, you know, this and that. He got bought out by um, – God, who did he go to the Hawks, and then he then he went to the Grizzlies and got bought up. I can't. Remember. I don't remember the exact timeline, but it's something along those lines. And mm. he bounced around a little bit just to come back. So I feel like he's got some vengeance to to solve. I feel like he, no knowing Rajon mm. and and the personality type, well, not personally knowing him, but you know, knowing of Rajon and what we've seen from him through the mm. media, he, he seems to be kind of a person that is kind of vengeful, and I, I like that. He 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 gonna come at you for 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 anything you've done for him.
1: Funny thing, Rajon Rondo said in the interview one time. He said that he kind of can appreciate not well being one of the younger guys <laughs> on the Lakers. Like he saying, like he might be That's bottom funny. five as far as like the young talent on the Lakers. Rajon Rondo is one of the bottom five of the Lakers. That should let you know how old they really are.
0: Hey yo, what the fuck?
1: So that was that in itself was just hilarious. But speaking of hilarious. It's time for your favorite segment. Who's hot? Who's, who's not? Hot. So, let's start off with who's hot first. Who's hot right now, bro? I got Ben Simmons, and I know what you're thinking. How can Ben Simmons ever be hot, right? Hit with the, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa! Pause, pause, pause. Ben Simmons is hot because finally, someone has come to his defense in the media in the midst of his media bullying. You know what I mean? So he has been getting bootied by the media. I'm pretty sure maybe by some family members. Because, you know, y'all, you know, when you play sports, you always have that one cousin or uncle or aunt. Who, yeah, this is what you need to do. You need to go start benching 100, you know, like 400 pounds and start squatting. Scott's not waking more. up at
0: 530 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to. <laughs> it's like your uncle sitting there smoking a whole menthol telling you all this. But like, Unc, please. Yeah, exactly. Let me do me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on.
1: They're going to tell you how to play. So I'm pretty sure that uncle has been in this ear. But. This is roughly around the long lines he was saying that, you know, I'm not going to let people use uh, raise my mouth to forward their own or their own narrative about Ben Simmons. He said Ben Simmons is a great player. I love playing with him, et cetera, et cetera. Finally, he oh, also he went into uh, he said, yeah, just two years ago, uh, people wanted me to get traded because, you know, his injury and they said he didn't have a motor and et cetera, et cetera.
0: And that's all, that's all true. Yeah, and those Philly fans definitely do not feel that way now.
1: They don't feel that way now. Ben, I mean, not Ben Simmons. Uh, Joel Embiid is probably regarded as the best big man in basketball. So,
0: Yeah, him and jokes. Yeah. Toss up there.
1: So finally, someone has come to his defense, and it is the best player on his team. So, you know, hopefully that, you know, eases Ben Simmons. It makes him feel a little bit better. Like, at least, hey, man, my, my guy, you know what I mean, the guy I'm paired with take you know, a little
0: pressure off him
1: yeah it, 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 he wants me here at least you know what I mean it's, it's one thing to not be wanted by the city it's another thing to not be wanted by the team so or the best player on the team so it just hits a little differently so you know Joel Embiid has come out in his defense and that you know that ought to kind of somewhat I don't think their relationship was broken in any kind of way but it ought
0: to help it You know, so, it can also help his trade value that too if you get the support from from the number one fiddle Talking about, yeah, he, he he's not as bad As y'all think he is, because actually I did see a stat From uh, Stat Muse, and I don't Remember the exact numbers, but whenever Only one of them is on the floor I believe they're slightly Under 500, like 46% winning percentage or whatever But whenever they're both on the floor, they have over 60% winning percentage, so together mm. they They are better And mm. Joel is not wrong, the numbers do not lie in that case But for Who's not hot? We mentioned him at the beginning of the show. I got to go with Cam Noon, and it hurts. Yeah. Ooh. He is. I see his face all over with this video. I'm on about not 32 quarterbacks, better than me. And, you know, he, he's becoming the next, you know, new, new phase of meme for the month of September since it just started. And he, ever since... He got COVID last year. It's just been downhill from him. He has just been getting rung through by the media. He had a you know a first round quarterback taking him who now we've seen took his job in just one preseason. Cam Newton is definitely taking some L's out here.
1: Nah, I'm with you, man. And it was kind of sad to see Cam Newton go because you know, like man, man, most people in the media we want to see Cam succeed. You know, we remember that 2015 MVP season. And then the kind of just misfortune he had, like he had a car accident. He had some back surgeries. He had some arm, shoulder ankle surgery, surgery, ankle yeah. surgery. You know, Been thrown through the ringer. Exactly. It's almost like you know back when Derrick Rose had that first ACL injury, and it kind of just happened back to back to back to back, and he kind of just never found his way back. So you know, we. I mean, I don't know. I I wouldn't. I, I want to say go go that far. I say we have the same love for Cam like we do Derrick Rose, but.
0: No, no, nah, nah, the love for D. Rose was It's it's
1: it's legendary. Like
0: You know, I was gonna say I did have D. Rose's shoes, but I did get those um those highlight uh under armor cleats that everybody was called the Cam cleats. I yeah. I did have those too, so I still have some too. I, I it, it's not that far off. It's not that it's not that far off.
1: Like, I mean Derrick Rose, I I would wanna see Derrick Rose. Win everything.
0: I would give up my kidney to see him win a championship. <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? I would, no, seriously. Like, I would give up whatever he needs, whatever he needs to win the chip, yeah, I'm doing it. So, um, that same love, like, um, same love S that people have for D Rose is definitely there for Cam Newton. You just want to see him win. He's a, he comes across as just a good, fun loving, energy exuding guy. And so you want people to see people like that win. And so, for him not to win and be removed so abruptly like that and get, Kind of put behind the eight ball because the season's right around the corner. It kind of just leaves a bad taste in some of the fans' mouth and his supporters' mouth too. So, you know, yeah, he definitely on that who's not list, man. But that has been our episode, episode twenty five. Yes, sir. Make this Cinco. Mm. Got it in French. Wait, the toi
0: can sink, Yeah. <laughs>
1: Trilingual man. So man, this has been our episode. Follow us on Twitter at the Breakroom Hou and on Instagram at the and on Facebook at the Breakroom Podcast One. So man, follow us on all those socials. Interact with us, comment, subscribe, do all of that. Messages, interact with us. Follow me on the the last underscore King on Twitter and my boy Evan at Evan Schumar TV. That's S H U M A R D. So man, we got time today, man. Holler at us. Talk to us. We'll get back with you. This has been a break from the podcast, man. We'll see you next time.